Hi, this is Michael Graham. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Our guest is Stephen Hayes, who's doing the yeoman's work of actually watching the Hegel hearings today. And Steve, I think we can safely say that all the rumors about John McCain's man crush on Chuck Hagel are now put to bed. Yeah, that's certainly true after the dispute that they had uh, today in the early stages of this hearing on Hagel's, uh, on Hagel's uh, confirmation to be Secretary of Defense. McCain went after Hagel early on whether the surge was a success, and I suspect that McCain asked the question expecting that Hagel would just say yes and move on, but Hagel, for reasons that escape me and I think are not understood by most of the people watching the hearing, refused to acknowledge the success <laughs> of the surge, which uh, there are very few people who uh, dispute that at this point, but Hagel appears to be one of them, and that really set McCain off, and he sort of lit into Hagel and right. was very evidently frustrated and and, uh, and seemed to indicate that he was not likely to vote for Senator Hagel. But, you know, one of the things about Chuck Hagel is that and, I, and I'm speaking as a guy who gets my information from the media, Steve, so straighten me out. But the, he seems to be the kind of guy who happily puts politics ahead of objective reality, fact. I mean, he's one of those guys who just says, I think my ideas work, and so I'm always going to defend my ideas even when confronted with contrary information. You know, there's some of that, but he seemed to do that on some questions, and on other questions he, he did precisely the opposite. I mean, he made these arguments, um, over the course of several years, statements that have been controversial and that people have talked about over the weeks leading up to the hearing. And then today, he, he really backed off of several of them, the comment that he made about the quote-unquote Jewish lobby and uh, how, how threatening they were right. or how much influence they have. He said, I should have said, uh, should have phrased it differently. And then, and then when Lindsey Graham, under, I'd say, withering, questioning from Senator Graham about who exactly had been unduly influenced. Uh, Hagel couldn't point to anybody and really looked weak and, and defensive and, and not, not very smart. Can I say that I, it, from the beginning, and not just because I'm a weekly standard reader and so I've been reading the reporting, the excellent reporting that you've been doing and, uh, and Bill Crystal said about, Chuck Hagel's always been a weak nominee, hasn't he? I just, I keep trying to ask myself, what is the the winner here, you know, does he have like some secret knockout yeah. punch? Does he have a rope-a-dope strategy? He was an unimpressive senator with some really uh, ideas, let's say, out of the middle of the mainstream on defense and America's uh, place in the world abroad. And Obama picked him, and I still don't know why. Yeah, and that's one of the things you heard from his uh, former colleagues in the Senate early on in discussions that, that I had with them about the Hagel nomination. I mean, these people... He was sort of always been a prickly guy, uh, not somebody who was close to to many other senators. But that's not a disqualifier, in my view. In fact, in some cases, that could be a good thing. Sure. I mean, the Senate is very clubby, and I like people who think for themselves and, and don't sort of march in lockstep. But but Hagel never distinguished himself in any way. I mean, he, he had this, this record in the Senate where he, he basically didn't do much. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't a very – he wasn't a leader on – on many issues, and to the extent that he was a leader on issues, or at least was outspoken on issues, it was on things like the surge, where he said that it would be sending more troops into Iraq would have been, you know, the, the, the biggest foreign policy disaster since Vietnam, uh, which was is evidently not only not the case, but the surge worked, and, and as we discussed, he was unable, or right. unable or unwilling to acknowledge that fact. So, so there's just not. I mean, he, he certainly has. 
uh, a great record as a, uh, a hero in Vietnam. I mean, the stories there you read in depth about uh, the kinds of things that he did on the ground there, and it's incredibly impressive. But he hasn't done much in his public life, I would say, to recommend him since then. Now, uh, Stephen Hayes, one of these, you mentioned uh, Hegel not doing much. Some people raise questions of whether or not Hegel knows much. There were some unkind comments about his seeming lack of uh, information or, or, or having uh, taken away information that doesn't match with the facts. Was that what you saw today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were several instances today where he said things that I think were just not true. Uh, there was one, there was lots of discussion in the hearings uh, today about this report that he co-wrote for an organization called Global Zero, which advocates basically eliminating nuclear weapons, the existence of nuclear weapons. And, and Hegel was asked about this report repeatedly and said, look, we weren't actually making recommendations. We were just laying out possibilities and different scenarios. Uh, and, and that the, the kinds of cuts that he was talking about were more illustrative was the word that he used than anything <laughs> else. And nobody, it basically his argument was nobody should really take that silly report that seriously. But uh, as, as reporter John Donnelly from Congressional Quarterly reported, he said that the report itself says that these are, quote, possible and desirable cuts. Right. Uh, and suggested that they should, in fact, happen. So that's either Hegel wasn't familiar with the report or he's misrepresenting his findings. Uh, but either one of those, that's not a good thing. Yeah, I, you know it's bad when the uh, one of the tweets that I got during the hearings was, uh, I don't know if a 10-minute recess is long enough for uh, Hegel to get a brain transplant. And that's just the unkind, kind of <laughs> unkind comment we need. So not a, a great record, not a good hearing. Does Hegel move forward? Are we ever going to reach the Harriet Myers moment where the president simply says, I've offered an unacceptable nominee and withdraws him? I mean, if I were, if I were a betting man, I'd still say that, that the, the better money is on him getting con confirmed, in part because you had Democratic senators who have come out and suggested that they would vote to back him before this dreadful performance. And I'm sure some of them you know, would be reluctant to go back on, on what they've said publicly. But it seems very clear to me that if we were, uh, if, if the Senate were to take a vote based solely on what he did in, in these confirmation hearings, there's absolutely no way he would be confirmed. I mean, they've been they started out, I would say, as unimpressive. He was unsteady. He didn't have good answers. And when you went through some questioning, not all of it difficult questioning, by the way, some questioning from Senator Ayotte, uh, from uh, Lindsey Graham, from Jeff Sessions and others, from Ted Cruz, uh, the, the hearings quickly shifted from uh, not impressive to disastrous for, <laughs> for uh, Chuck Hagel. One last question. President Obama now says the sequestration is ruining the economy. That's why it's, uh, the economy is shrinking. But he's also hiring Hegel to go in and slash uh, defense expenditures, i.e. sequestration. So uh, is the sequestration good or bad, Stephen Hayes? It's not just that the, that the Obama administration has been uh, unclear on this. It's that Hegel himself in these hearings today was unclear on what exactly he would do. He seemed to acknowledge that, that cuts uh, to the level that people are talking about with sequestration would be, as his predecessors uh, or would-be predecessors have suggested, disastrous and catastrophic. But he also doesn't seem very committed to, to fighting against them anywhere, at least didn't give that impression during this these hearings. And if you look at the, the administration's perspective or, or argument more broadly, Remember, the President of the United States said in November of 2011 that he would veto any attempt to replace 
or delay the implementation of the sequester. And now you've got a White House that's saying, uh, you know, precisely the opposite, in fact. So it's hard to follow where the White House is. And I guess if you're going to defend Hagel, you could say he's been exactly as clear as the administration itself. Has well, see, I have squared the circle. You, have, you just have to understand this, Steve. It lies in the phrase, you say disastrous for the Defense Department like that's a bad thing. And once you can figure that out, then it all works out. Steve Hayes, thanks, okay. so, much for, thanks so much for joining us, uh, watching today's uh, hearings on the confirmation of Senator Hagel to be our Defense Secretary. I'm Michael Graham with the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for more podcast updates.